It's time to dive into the latest news and updates from the Vegas Golden Knights. This is Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Live from Studio 31 inside City National Arena, getting set for Game 7 of this first round West Division series involving the Vegas Golden Knights and the Minnesota Wild. Darren Millard along with Derek England with you for the next hour, and uh, we got a lot to get to. We've got some uh, Henderson Silver Knights news for you, as well as uh, other happenings in the National Hockey League postseason. Uh, another team booked its ticket to the second round last night, and there's a, a war of words between the two organizations. Uh, Angelo just bringing me up to date on that one. Uh, a Twitter war between two National Hockey League teams. But the big story of the day is Game 7 over at T-Mobile Arena. I can't wait for it tonight. Uh, the pregame show, 5 o'clock, uh, follows the VGK Insider Show, and then Dan Duva and Gary Lawless with a call uh, at 6 o'clock. Uh, Derek, you've, you've been through this as a player, uh, but Game 7, uh, as you just step back a little bit, uh, what does your gut feeling tell you today? Uh, I think, they're, you know, the team's going to come out flying. You know, it's it's Game 7. You It's do or die here tonight. So it's, um, y- you know, if as a, as a player, you, you know, growing up, you kind of, you know, you're playing hockey in the street and stuff, and every every game you're playing is game seven yeah. in overtime. So, um, you know, you've been kind of uh, grooming yourself ever since you're a kid, doing that out in the street and and playing on the ice with the or the ponds or wherever you're at. And um, you know, if you can't get up for these games, there's something something wrong. It's funny you mention that because nobody ever says, "Hey, it's game two. Uh, we're working on a two nothing uh, lead if we win this game." Nobody ever says that. Yeah, it's, no. it's, it's always that 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 game seven scenario. Yeah. Uh, You've played in a couple. Uh, what uh, what would be your strategy? If would would you be a player that would come out from the morning skate on a, on a big game, or would you just try to stay away from that and focus on the game? Like, how how is your mental approach? Uh, I think uh, you know it changed along the way as I got older. Probably stayed off the ice a little more. Um, you need that extra rest, I guess. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, it just uh, it all depends. You know, if you're I know the guys flew last night and or yesterday morning, what what whatnot, and haven't been on the ice. So sometimes it's nice to just get out there, go for a five ten minute twirl, shoot a couple of pucks, just feel the puck, get off the ice, like nothing strenuous or anything like that. Just uh, just feel the puck and get out there. So I think it's all you got to go how your body's feeling that morning. Fans are tense. They with anticipation, excitement, but it's it's tense. Uh, what's it like behind the scenes? Are the are the players chatty? chirpy or is there a different vibe uh because of a game seven i think it depends who you are you know you, you guy like marchy he's gonna be <laughs> the, the exact same way you know upbeat uh chirping everyone uh i i think me personally i'm the same way you know you go out on the ice you're chirping guys having a good time getting ready but um but you still gotta go you can't be uh you know, if you quiet up, if you're a chatty guy, it's, you know, then the nerves are going to start settling in and stuff. You got to, you got to stay as normal as possible, I think. And, um, you know, it's game seven. The the crowd's going to be crazy here mm-hmm. tonight and it's not even full. So, um, you got to feed off that and, and just be ready for that puck drop. You got to come out and, uh, you know, I think, uh, you got to have a good first 10. So how, how do you feel th- now you're closer to being a fan or a media member or, ex-player, uh, alumni, uh, you're not inside that room. How different is it for you, for Melissa, the the, the family, uh, looking forward to this? 
Yeah, it's uh, a lot different. I don't. I'm not nervous at all. It's. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna. You know, nice obviously, you want the best, and you yeah. want you want to win tonight. But um, I have no nerves. Uh, I get to enjoy the game, like you said, and and uh, you know, I'm sure I'll have a couple uh, bad words at time, <laughs> choice words, uh, because something uh, goes wrong. But uh, just enjoy it. It's uh, this is what you play for these game sevens and. Uh, you want to see the guys uh, come out on top? Angelo, just turn on your mic for a quick second. Uh, give us an idea mm -hmm. of where people should uh, tweet or text uh, questions if they want to interact with the program. Is there a hashtag that we want to use today? We could do, let's see. Nighttime at noon, yeah. KTAN. Yeah, hashtag nighttime at noon. Hashtag nighttime at noon. Yep. All right, uh, let's uh, do that. If you want to uh, pick the brain of Derek England going into this Game 7, the first ever Game 7 uh, at T-Mobile Arena. Uh, before we get to that, uh, when you watch the game on TV, are you a, are you a talker? Do you do you sit there and do you do you shout at the TV? Do you do you are you giving a commentary throughout, or are you, you kind of quiet? Uh, depends who's in the house, I guess. <laughs> um, um, Melissa doesn't uh, doesn't want not because she doesn't want to. She just mm. she's still nervous and all that because uh, you know still close friends with a lot of the guys, so. She's still nervous, so she'll tend not to watch. So I'll kind of yell, tell her, keep her updated from upstairs or whatnot. So um, last game, kind of commentarying a little bit uh, <laughs> yeah. during the third period. But, um, you know, a little bit. I just watch the game most of the time, though. That was a different game. Minnesota's best game of the series by far, low event hockey and, and counterattack. Uh, I anticipate a little bit different uh, approach, energy, quickness um jonathan marshall said today if they play fast uh they'll be fine he has no doubt that the, that they'll win if they play fast uh the first period it, what will give you an indication that things are on the right track tonight i think uh the, like the start um like you said coming out fast um limit the turnovers um feeds into their their game they're they're sitting back i don't want to say sitting back but uh, they play it pretty tight in the neutral zone and their d zone and um, they're they're trying to get those turnovers at the blue line. So I think if uh, we can come out and you have four lines putting the puck in behind them and making them come 200 feet, um, that'll be a good sign uh, for the team. This is a puck possession team, the Golden Knights. But in the first period, I almost get the sense that with the crowd uh, going, that you just want to flip it in and, and pound some bodies uh, a little bit. Can you can you have those two different strategies, uh, or do you still want to be that puck possession team? Oh, you can still be a puck possession team. You got to place the puck in the right spot, um, get it behind them. Like I said, if you're if you're crossing blue line and trying to get through three guys and it gets picked off, you're not going to have possession either. But at least if you put it in a spot where you can get it back and and maybe get a hit out of it and wear the team down a little bit, uh, I think that'll play a huge factor. Uh, are you excited about? Just the spectacle of a Game 7 at T-Mobile Arena? Oh, ex extremely. Like I said, the, the place is going to be uh, crazy, I I'm sure. And it's not even full, like I said. And um, they're going to be rare raring to go. And uh, they got to feed off that energy. And, um, you know, it's a, they've never closed out a game still to this day yet. Uh, a series mm -hmm. um, at on home ice, so no better, no better game than Game Seven to do it. Hey, do, do you? Because the the crowd in Game One was definitely tense, uh, and then it took a while. Well, they never did score, and it ends, ends one nothing. And I thought some of that maybe filtered into the bench. And 
I don't play. Uh, I've never sat there and, and been able to relate to that. But if the if there's not a goal for a while, do you feel that on the bench, with that there's a tenseness in the building? Because we, we know you can feed off the excitement. Yeah, I th- the excitement stuff. It, I, I think I noticed it last game too, um, you know, uh the tenseness in the in the crowd a little bit um you know they they got that goal and um marchy scores 20 seconds later or whatever it is and right you could almost feel the tension leave like oh okay we're we're, we're good now and we're, we got a goal um so hopefully uh hopefully you don't feel that in the in a game seven uh coming out you want to feel that energy and feed off of it and and use that crowd home ice crowd to your advantage does uh, does anybody feel the pressure more so than the other? Uh, Vegas is a higher seed. Vegas is predicted to be, uh, and preseason uh, prognosticators had the Golden Knights uh, contending for a Stanley Cup. Minnesota has overachieved, but now they're like things get real a little bit uh, for them. So is the, is there a difference in pressure? I think uh, you know, as a home team, you're going to put that little. You're you're at home. Uh, there's a always going to be you're in front of your home fans you want to you want to come out and win but um so i i would say there's pressure on both teams but uh you know you're in front of your home crowd so that adds a little bit a uh, little bit more what do you think they've done uh that with the job on kirill kaprizov i think they've been playing him tight taking away his time and space a lot playing him physical and um you know he's he's obviously still had moments uh to shine but i think they've limited those uh those moments and uh you know i think the best thing playing him physical and getting uh getting on the body on him is is working he's pretty tough kid though yeah like that that's been impressive that's probably the most thing that's uh, impressed me about him the most is uh you know if a guy takes a run at him he's getting up and waiting for that guy to get the puck and he's running him back you know he's he's not just taking it and and shying away he's getting right back up and and trying to give it back so it's uh you know it's good old-fashioned hockey and uh you might not expect that from a, a guy with his uh mm. skill set he's not a big guy or anything like that but he, he he plays a big game uh picking the brain of Derek england here on nighttime at noon as we look ahead to game seven uh, the first ever game seven at t-mobile arena third game seven in three years for the vegas golden knights a one-on-one record in series deciders uh angelo you're keeping track of questions coming in uh let us know uh, when we uh when we have some things to uh to fire Derek way and we will uh, we will go down that route uh mark andre flurry uh will will go tonight uh it, this is just a tailor-made situation for him uh, just the the attitude the way he's played uh, everything that that um does that feed uh, into you guys that way so calm yeah i think his his excitement out there when he you know makes a big save or you know when he's when he's feeling it he's having a good time he's he's you know you block a shot he's yelling at you great you know i think you feed off of that during during the play he does yeah if you block a shot he's he's cheering you on like uh, same thing if he makes a big save you go give him a tap and during the play he's like giving you props for blocking the shot and stuff so or make a good play defensive play he's he's yelling at you every time so i think you feed off that uh a lot uh during a game it's nice to hear a guy like that uh you know, giving you props during the play. Uh, the Golden Knights uh, back end has one goal from the defense, and that's from Alec Martinez. Uh, uh, Shea Theodore has been silent so far. These, these one-game winner-take-all, like you can change the narrative in, in one game, can't you? Yeah, I think 
yeah, it's been a tight uh, checking. I don't want to say a tight checking game, but it's not been a high scoring um, series. Um, not very many power plays. You know, guys like that, uh, they like getting those, uh, you know, the power play points and mm -hmm. they start feeling it and then they uh, build off that. And, you know, those aren't coming, but they, they uh, stick with it. He's so gifted and talented. Uh, you know, he gets pucks through. He's he's making plays still. But uh, I think, um, you know, more more traffic at the net, uh, you, you know, you're going to see more from, from the D when uh, more guys in front. What have you thought of the officiating in this series? I I like it. I, yeah. I I like it that it's uh you know it's a five on five series. It's not uh, they're not calling one way or the other. It's they're letting guys play and you know if there's something something that needs to be called they're calling it. But uh, you know you don't want five six seven eight power plays per team. You know then it's a special teams battle. And um, for me as a hockey player, I want to see five on five all the way. It's been pretty consistent for all six games, which is impressive that we haven't had one of those swing games. Yeah, no, it's, uh, you, you know, it's, I think it's been uh, fairly clean. Like, I don't think it's been, like, the refs aren't missing a whole lot. You know, they're just letting you know, letting the guys play. And it's, it's been a battle. It's been a hard-fought battle. But, uh, you know, it's good to see. The refs don't want to get involved and, and take away a, the momentum, you know. Game seven against the Minnesota Wild for the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, Vegas has never clinched a series on home ice. They've never played a game seven on home ice. Uh, take care of one of those things at the start of the night and see if we can hit the uh, daily double by the end. Um, send us your questions uh, via Twitter. Nighttime at noon is the hashtag, and uh, we'll put it over to Derek, and we'll get the uh, the analysis of game seven and what it's like to, uh, to go through something like this or just uh, his observations from what we've witnessed over the first uh, six games of this set. Uh, also want to remind you that Bill and Carol Foley created the Foley Food and Wine Society to celebrate three of their greatest passions, world-class wines, exceptional cuisine, and outstanding travel destinations. As a member of the society, you will have access to an entire portfolio of properties around the globe. Foley Food and Wine Society offers an exclusive opportunity to join like-minded individuals who seek to experience the finer things of life. Join for free today by visiting FoleyFoodAndWineSociety.com. I have no doubt that Derek England and Melissa are uh, members of the Foley Food and Wine Society. Uh, when we continue, an update on what's happening between two National Hockey League organizations who apparently have some kind of weird Twitter beef going on today. Uh, you might be interested in that just to uh, distract you from Game 7, and then we'll get back into uh, what we expect tonight in this winner-take-all. Uh, the survivor this evening who has the better result uh, will advance to face Colorado on Sunday in Game 1 of the West Division Final the loser will be bounced from the Stanley Cup playoffs. This is Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to Nighttime at Noon on your home for the Vegas Golden Knights, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Hey, Golden Knight fans, VGK Authentics is the official home for all game-used Vegas Golden Knights merchandise, from game-used pucks to game-worn jerseys and much, much more. Owning a piece of your favorite Golden Knights player has never been so easy. Check out all the great items on VGK Authentics by visiting VegasTeamStore.com. Back with uh, Derek Anglin, Darren Large, Studio 31. I'll ask you the same question uh, I put to uh, Darren Elliott the other day. Uh, what do you have from uh, that's that's Derek Anglin uh, authentic uh, around your house? Uh, I got a, lots. More. I got a bunch in my garage right now. Um, you know, he said the, the same. He goes, all my stuff's in storage. Yours is in the garage. Well, no, no, mine's. Uh, I got a bunch hanging in my garage. Oh, good. Um, I got uh, you know my, my wall with Pittsburgh stuff, wall with 
uh, Calgary stuff. Actually, funny story. I bought my car here. Um, I think it was the same year. I had jersey hanging next to my car. I heard a crash in the garage. I'm like, what the hell? Go out there, and my jersey's not on the wall. I'm like, no, my new car. And uh, it hit. It came down, hit the baseboard in the garage, somehow rolled over and just hit my tire. Didn't touch my car. Like, And, and it's this far from the wall. Like, I have no <laughs> idea. Didn't, not a scratch on it. So I still haven't got the frame fixed uh, for the jersey, but uh, then I got a closet upstairs with a whole bunch of other stuff. I'm just waiting for uh take over a man cave in the r- house, you know, but uh, the kids' playroom is yeah um, priority right now. W- do you have a, a prized piece of your history, or is it... Uh, like, what would be your favorite thing? First goal puck, uh, yeah, sweater, yeah. your first sweater, or... First game, yeah. score cards, score sheets framed um, from Pittsburgh. First game, uh, you know, Winter Classic jerseys. There's, there's so many. Mm. Uh, you know, Stanley Cup playoffs here, like playing in the Stanley Cup Finals here. We got those jerseys. So many. Like it, I don't know if there's one that, uh, you know, you obviously got to go. You know, your first game's pretty, pretty big. So that's definitely up there. We got to get Derek England a man cave just so we can get that uh, <laughs> that uh, merchandise. It's the garage right now. <laughs> the garage. Uh, let's uh, hear from uh, Pete DeBoer on uh, Game Seven. Just about uh, clearing your head and recognizing what the opportunity is in front of you. Sure, you want to play. Um, you know, but we talked to our group this morning. The preparation for tonight's been done. Uh, it was done during the season and the road trips and the winning streaks and the losing streaks and the video sessions, uh, you know, tonight's just about kind of clearing your head and uh, recognizing the opportunity and, and uh, you know, playing aggressive and, and fast and, and getting to our game quickly. How long does it take to you to get into the game uh, in, in a situation like this? Because I'm sure there's still some nerves until you get your first shift or your first couple of shifts going. Yeah, I- a lot of anticipation, I think, going yeah. into it. Just almost like you just want it to get going. Um, but I think once you get th- that puck drops and you settle right in, once that first shift is, you know, the nerves, uh, you know, you've, you're this far in. I don't think the nerves will be an issue. Uh, the coaching staff, uh, you got Pete, you got Spotter, uh, Ryan Craig, he's serious. We know we know Craig's uh, dialed in. McGill, uh, Ryan McGill, a little bit looser. Like, can you – is that the way you'd describe that that coaching staff? Yeah, I, you know, I know Gilly. Gilly ran ran the D, so I, you know, I'm pretty tight with Gilly, and um, he's great. He he knows, like, you know exactly what he wants. After, you know, everyone rolls through, you see who you're playing against. He always said, you know, you guys can run yourself. He's uh, there just to give pointers and uh, help out when he needs to. But um, you know, you you know, especially in a series, seven game series, you're you're playing against the same guys who they want you playing against over and over and over. So it's it's pretty easy to figure out when you need to be out there and when you're not supposed to be. It's or, a 15th game between these teams this year. Like, enough. That's that's AHL back in the day when it's Hershey <laughs> right. Wilkes-Barre. You'd play them twice in exhibition, 12 times during the regular season, and you'd meet them in playoffs for a seven-game series every year. So you're playing 20 times. It's it's AHL all over again. What Was it uh, – did it add to the fuel of the fire, or were you just like, okay, done. I don't want to see Kevin Fiala again. I don't want to see uh, uh, Jordan Greenway again. Yeah, I think maybe towards the end of the regular season. But mm. then you hit playoffs, and it's that rivalry's created already because you're – 
up just down the interstate uh, rivals and um it's automatic that that uh, rivalry that that hatred for each other it comes right out got the uh assessment and the the vibe from Derek England regarding the first game seven at T-Mobile Arena. Here's uh, head coach Pete DeBoer. He's coached in game sevens against Vegas, but that was back in San Jose when he was on that side. Tonight, he's going to be behind the bench of the Golden Knights as uh, they host the first game seven at T-Mobile Arena. Here's coach. Well, you know they're not going to disappoint us uh, with what they're going to bring um, you know, from an energy and atmosphere point of view and you know, frankly, that that's why we push so hard during the regular season for to, to you know to make sure that you have the ability to have these type of uh, uh, moments and situations, uh, you know, in front of a, a crowd that's uh, supporting you like they do here. So, um, you know, that's not lost on us or our group, and you know, we're happy to be uh, to be playing there tonight. Uh, Jonathan Marcheseau was also speaking to the media today, uh, Derek, and uh, talked about embracing the challenge and a Game 7 mentality. Here is the Golden Knights winger. It's, uh, I mean, in Game 7, a lot of things can happen. Uh, every team's going to face adversity. Uh, good calls, bad calls, bad bounces, good bounces. Uh, but it, it doesn't matter uh, what actually happens. you got to keep focusing and keep pushing forward. You, uh, you can't just, like one bad play affect the rest of your game. You got to keep going forward and uh, just have fun with the challenge. I mean, the hockey players, I mean, we are, we're here for a reason. We work uh, hard uh, all year and uh, we're, uh, we're in that situation for a reason and just in, embrace the challenge. I think uh, for my part, that's what I'm living for. It's playoff hockey and in game seven, there's no tomorrow, you know, so you, uh, it doesn't matter what happens uh, the next day, or in two days, or in three days. You just focus on tonight and uh, just uh, embrace the challenge. Uh, that line, like they couldn't have got less out of the way they've played, if if that makes sense. Like I, I think they've been really good through through six games and just on the verge of breaking out. Yeah, definitely. I think um, you know you know you've a couple games. Uh, you go to game five. It was just a. 10 minutes that's uh and other than that they were dominating um that game in the second period i think they give it one or two shots you know that's, that's 23 to one that's crazy that's, yeah. it's crazy uh it doesn't matter who you're playing that's uh that's good so i think like like you said they just got to worry about their game and play their game and and uh i think you nailed it definitely on the head too with the uh doesn't matter what happens you just got to keep going if you know they they come out if mini comes out gets a goal early they just got to keep playing it's uh it's one game leave, leave it all out there and um you know once the game's over then you worry about the next day uh, can you share who would be the player that would would be the the person on the bench keeping everybody up in case it's a tie game for a while or fall behind for a while who is there that one guy that that stands up or is it by committee yeah, I, th I think it's by committee, but I think you can't can't look past Tony. Um, you know, that's why he's the captain. Um, he's a great leader. He's see him every time he scores a goal. It's like his first goal. He's so excited, and it it creates that energy for everyone else. So, um, y you know, I think that's that's going to be the guy that's going to stand. Uh, you know, get everyone going and keep them going uh, all game long. Let's go to Angelo. Uh, let's bring in uh, some questions for Derek England on nighttime at noon. What do you have for us? Uh, the main question right now is about uh, Ryan Reeves' availability tonight. 
So Ryan Reeves skated today. That's a positive sign. Uh, sounds like he could be, if he's skating, uh, could be available. So that's, uh, that's a positive uh, when you talk about uh, just uh, the physical nature of this series. And, and we saw even in game six facing elimination, there was a scrap the other night. Uh, uh, so that's, and plus just his energy, right? Yeah, his energy, you know, he's, like I said earlier, uh, you know, the turnovers, limit the turnovers and put it in places you can get it back. And that, that's the guy you want to put it in his corner um, and let him go to work. He's going to, he's going to go and um, put a hurting on guys. <laughs> he, you know, he hits hard and uh, um, you know, when he's coming. So, you know, if I'm, uh, if I'm playing with him or he's out there, you're, you're, you're soft chipping it in his corner and letting him, uh, you know, get to work. Uh, waiting to see uh, Max Pacioretty's status. Uh, there hasn't, uh, I haven't heard any change uh, regarding uh, his potential to play. So game time decision uh, it continues on, on that realm of things. Uh, he's somebody that can change uh, on the power play. But if he doesn't go, like Alex Tuck uh, continues to be uh, impressive the way he took the puck to the net the other day. Uh, and I love that he didn't try and wrap it around the back of the net, just took it to the net. You see more of that. Uh, game two, he was phenomenal. Yeah, going to the net uh, for him, you know, it's uh, he's so big, so fast, and skilled. Um, you know, game two, like I said, you said uh, he gets two goals just by going. To, he's going hard to the net, and he's getting rewarded. So, um, you know, if we can do that uh, consistently tonight, uh, shift after shift, um, I have no doubts. Hey, does the fans want to tie things together? Uh, the 3-1 series lead last year against Vancouver end up winning in seven. Uh, three, three nothing. Uh, Robin Leonard played that game uh, inside the bubble. Very different than what we've seen this year. Uh, but still, uh, on the surface, three-one uh, series lead. And you're going to go uh, to game seven. It it feels like there's less frustration from the Golden Knights offensive guys uh, this time around compared to last year. Uh, is that fair? Or how do you see the two series maybe similar or different? Yeah, I think, I think Demko made, well, he was, he was extremely good. Talbot's been good too, nothing against him or anything, but I think Demko was, he made a lot more spectacular saves, I guess you could say. Yeah. So for a goal scorer, when, when one should go in and it's happening shift after shift, uh, you know, I, I can see how those, I'm not a goal scorer, so I don't know. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just there, but, uh, um, you could see how it, uh, could get frustrating, you know, you know, I, I'd never score in practice, so it gets frustrating too, but, um, yeah, you can see how it gets frustrating, but, uh, you, you gotta, just got to stick with it. And that's what they did uh, in the bubble last year. They come out and then they get three, nothing wins. So, um, you gotta stick with it, uh, you know, maybe crash the net a little bit more. One might go off your, your leg and in and your face or in whatever it is. And, and then it just might break out. You never know. So just get that one and uh, go from there. I think it was against Minnesota earlier this year where Chandler Stevenson scored without a stick in his hand. I do uh, remember that. And it went off his butt. So imagine if you get something like that. Yeah, that's all it needs. And, uh, you know, at this time of year, this is, that's how it's going to be. It's, uh, going to be greasy goals in front of the net in front of the crease and um you know rebounds and off off a leg and in or or whatnot uh you know if a goalie can't see and and you're getting in his kitchen a little bit uh you know frustrate him a little bit uh standing over top of him all the time and uh you know they no goalie likes screenshots and, and anything like that so um i think the more more traffic they can get in front of them the the, the better chance they're gonna 
have uh, put in the pocket. Boy, uh, Toshiba Plaza is going to be rocking tonight. Uh, ready, over 12,000 people at T-Mobile Arena. First ever Game 7 on the Strip. Uh, when we continue, uh, touch on what else is happening in the National Hockey League playoffs, plus the Henderson Silver Knights uh, with a big game coming up this weekend. Uh, we're uh, about to kick off a long weekend, and it's going to be a long one for the hockey, and we hope that we can add in another VGK game on Sunday, but that depends on the result this evening. It's nighttime at noon from Studio 31. Darren Millard along with Derek England on... Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Live from City National Arena, this is Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Hey, stop by CNA, uh, located in downtown Summerlin. Bring the family to learn to skate uh, like the pros and uh, watch an official practice uh, at times. Just look at We're going to get back there, Angelo. I'm telling you, we're going to get back to fans being at, at practice. Uh, it's City National Arena. For hours and programming, visit citynationalarena.com. Uh, it's it's crazy because that was such a staple. Darren Millard along with Derek Englund uh, here in Studio 31. But fans at practice really, uh, that they broke it open in the National Hockey League to that type of scenario. Yeah, it was, it was exciting, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, sold out barn just for practice. <laughs> and it's not like, you know, when I went back, you go back to Pittsburgh and most of the time you're at, at the time it was console energy center and you practice there and you'd go out to South point, the practice facility, the old practice facility. And, uh, it would be sold out because you would only practice there once in a blue moon, you know, so yeah. people would come out and watch or whatnot. And I don't know how the new practice facility uh, is with that, but then you come here and it's every day, like every single day, it does it, seven days a week. There's, if there's, even an optional skate and four guys go out on the ice. There's they're there. They're there. It's it's pretty spectacular to see. I love it that it's that it's op- just open to the public if you want to come. Uh, Toronto, uh, their practices are closed. You can watch through the end through the lobby, but you can't get into the stands and, and fill it up. So uh, I think it's it's amazing and an access and growing the sport and uh, making it uh, fun, which is Game Seven is uh, tonight. T-Mobile Arena Game Seven just after six o'clock uh, on Fox Sports Las Vegas, the VGK Radio Network. Anduva and Gary Lawless with the call. The first ever Game 7 on home ice. And that's going to be as much of the story early as uh, the result will be uh, later on. But, Angelo, some questions coming in to uh, nighttime at noon. Yep. So this question is for Derek England. Will Game 7 at the Fortress make you miss lacing the skates up? Yeah, I think um, all playoff hockey, that's what you play for all season long. Um, you know, the guys that's – play 82 seasons to get uh, just your shot at the the Stanley Cup and get in and uh, it probably makes it a little more uh, tough playing a team like this that's a big physical grinded out type team that's kind of what my style of play is so I you know matching up against those guys is a little different than you know maybe playing Colorado who their turnovers and extremely extremely fast and uh, you know not my style of play so um, it probably makes it a little more uh, tough against a team like Minnesota. Uh, this is going to be a whole bunch of fun from from the anticipation and the crowd gathering uh, outside uh, and that party atmosphere. I love that the uh, the booze trailers are all out there at Toshiba Plaza and everybody's getting their game on and then go into the rink and then we get the, uh, the big game, Game 7. And then tomorrow, 
Uh, we have Game 3 of the Pacific Division Final with a Henderson Silver Knights uh, facing Bakersfield in a winner-take-all uh, game for the Pacific Division crown. Uh, so Henderson will play for a trophy uh, tomorrow night at T-Mobile at 7 o'clock. And uh, that, I think that's so cool that they've been able to manufacture some form of postseason and uh, and not let this uh, this year go without uh, going through the process yeah I think it's huge you, you know you some of these the, the other divisions don't have anything and you know you kind of played I don't know how many games they played this year you know they're still short so to mm -hmm. get uh, you know an extra they play two in the first an extra five games it's it's huge you're sticking around you know the big club's still playing so you got to be ready to it it's a lot easier being ready uh, to get the call if if you're playing uh, real hockey and not just skating uh, on your own. So um, it's huge for that as well as uh, you know as a new franchise, uh, you get a chance to win again, and uh, everyone wants to win. That's what you're playing for. So um, doesn't matter if it's a three game series or or best of seven, you still got a chance to win today. Okay, so tomorrow. if if uh, if Henderson wins. Uh, against Bakersfield tomorrow, seven o'clock. T-Mobile. Uh, make sure that uh, if you, I mean, it's a long weekend. Las Vegas. Let's go watch uh, more hockey. Uh, if if Henderson is able to pull it out and wins the Pacific Division crown, how much credit does Derek Englund get? Because Derek Englund coached the first ever game for the Henderson Silver Knights in that preseason encounter uh, way back when, when the Henderson coaching staff was with the uh, the Golden Knights. Oh, I don't think any credit at all. But uh, can we start a groundswell support? Hey, I did go two and O's, and <laughs> I'm going to retire. I officially retire as a coach, uh, undefeated. So, yeah. um, no, it was a lot of fun. They're they're a great group. Um, you know, I didn't know a lot of them at the time, uh, but they were. It was a lot of fun. They were extremely supportive of the. Knew and no one knew what was going on exactly. Uh, so to come in, get thrown in, run a skate the first skate i had no whistle so that was uh morning skate that was that was interesting <laughs> and um but they were great with it they they knew exactly what they needed to do and they basically ran themselves so you know you're throwing guys out there and just having fun with it well patrick brown was your assistant one game and then ryan murphy was the yeah. assistant the other so you've got the the two guys that have worn the seat this year uh were with you but they're they're great pros aren't they yeah they're they're well brownie brownie will coach i I will put words on that for sure. He, he'll be a coach uh, when he's done playing, hopefully not for a while yet, but uh, he's definitely got the coaching uh, ability, I think. Uh, he was he was barking orders that first game uh, at the Fords, and, you know, I ran the D, he ran the Fords because uh, that was the easiest thing. And, um, no, he, he leads leads on and off the ice, and uh, it's no different now. Uh, they will play for a banner tomorrow night, play for a trophy. If they can, uh, the Henderson Silver Knights uh, come out on top, uh, you'll be able to put up a, uh, a Pacific Division banner, which gets us to a feud that uh, is taking place. Uh, congratulations to the Carolina Hurricanes, who advanced last night uh, in their uh, series against the Nashville Predators, a six-game set in which the final four games of the series went to overtime, a ridiculously uh, tight series in that one. But then we wake up today, and you think, okay, uh, Carolina, can move their attention over to the Tampa Bay Lightning for the second round, and Nashville will clean out their lockers. That's not the case, Angelo. What's happening with this perceived feud between two National Hockey League organizations who just went through a postseason series? So Carolina had a tweet mocking the Predators for hanging a banner in 2018 that said Western Conference regular season champions. 
So in response, the Predators blocked Carolina on Twitter. <laughs> and I believe uh, Carolina then said, we've got friends in low places as well. So a little Garth Brooks re- reference. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know whether that's a threat or, or just uh, just an idle chirp, but uh, I think it's it's pretty neat that the two organizations are going back and forth. And by they put up a uh, a banner for the for the regular season. They put up a banner for the for the division regular season. They put up a banner for the President's Trophy, but the regular or the Western Conference champion regular season a banner that never existed before. That's why Nashville got mocked, and and kind of rightfully so. Like it was just a yeah, weird that's, one. That's a banner you put up after the third round, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Western if you get to, if champion. you get to the yeah. th- third round, not not for the uh, the course of the season. Uh, it's it's kind of neat though that organization. We we never had this before when we when we were uh, young. Oh uh, yeah, Twitter. What was that? Twitter, Twitter. Back yeah. then, yeah, you actually you had to get creative and chirp. Yeah, you chirped on the ice, and <laughs> you know maybe uh, coaches and GMs yelling at each other, but. Uh, you know, it's all left out there. Nothing, no, nothing like this stuff. Uh, it's hard to to relate to. I was watching the Toronto Montreal game uh, last night. No fans in the building, and tonight we have we have twelve thousand, and everybody's saying the same thing. Uh, Carolina, Nashville, Gong Show. Uh, maybe not the two most uh, traditional teams where you'd flock to, but that crowd atmosphere adds so much to it. Uh, uh, a Toronto. Montreal series. Uh, I'm sure that uh, as a as a Canadian kid, yeah, you're familiar with with that type of uh, draw. Uh, Montreal's making a push, though. Like yeah. they, they are making a push. Well, I, I read uh, that they'll have 2,500 or something yep. like that in the in the stands tonight, which is is huge because it's still pretty locked down up in Canada. I don't know if it's opening up now, which would be good signs. Um, but yeah, like as a player, you want to go play against Montreal in. Mo- Montreal because the crowd you, you know that atmosphere in that rink is is uh, spectacular so for those guys to go not only the bubble last year but then this entire season and through the first round uh, with no fans I it would be tough it, it's tough like uh, I know um, watching the games here at the beginning of the season with no fans it was it was tough to watch it wasn't uh the hockey was still good, but it just wasn't that excitement right. in the building, and uh, that's what you want. You want, uh, you know, the the sound they're voicing in there wasn't the same. You know, it, it maybe helped on TV, but uh, that atmosphere—that's what you want to play for. It gets you going. You know, you throw a hit, the crowd goes crazy, and you feed off that. Even something simple like uh, clearing the penalty kill. Exactly. Uh, a reaction to that. That's a uh, block shot. Any, yeah. Anything like you, you know, I know guys on the bench are standing up and yelling too, but. It's not the same as uh, you know, eighteen thousand, even ten thousand people screaming. Uh, you know, twelve thousand tonight. It's going to be, it's going to seem like there's eighteen thousand in there. Yeah, you know, the 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 same thing at stake. Uh, move on, or your season's over. But game seven against Vancouver inside that bubble, nobody there. And then tonight, twelve thousand people, and it's the same game. It's hard to uh, connect the two. Do you remember what that was like uh, at all, uh, or any type of game in the bubble? Must yeah, have been kind of surreal. It was quite, yeah, it was. It, Time's tough to watch just because there wasn't that excitement uh, watching anyways. Um, I don't know how it was uh, for the players or the guys, you know, they'd tell you. But uh, watching the game, it just wasn't as – even on, on TV, where you'd, go, you'd go back and watch a game uh, on the big screen outside uh, in the bubble and it just wasn't the same. You don't see the, the fans, the excitement, you know. Even if you can't hear them, you can't see that excitement. Uh, so it's tough to watch, you, you know, that's – why they say hockey is uh, 
it's way better live because you feed yeah. off that energy and that energy's going and you know new hockey fans come and watch a game oh my i didn't know hockey was like this it's so exciting there's so much going it's so fast and it keeps you uh keeps you involved all the time i uh, i also feel bad if you if your first hockey experience live is at a golden knights game because it's going to ruin you for for any other uh, of the 30 rinks in the national hockey league yeah it's uh it's definitely different um you, you know there's other loud rinks and stuff like that but they keep the entertainment inside the game is next to none and um you know you can even when you go to the other rinks and play you can see the other teams are taking stuff that the knights are doing and trying to start it there you know the third period the clap like lower bowl upper bowl yeah. all not i've seen that in a few other rinks and it doesn't catch on like it does here but it's you know as a player when i was playing and that came on you get going it fires really? you up with 10 minutes left yeah because it's it's exciting you know it gets the crowd going it didn't matter if it was 3-1 for you or 3-1 for them they they would cheer the same so mm -hmm. it, um you know i don't know i'm sure seattle might be able to adopt it because it's a new team yeah i don't know uh what their plans are but uh it's it's a different game here uh, my favorite is nighttime daytime <laughs> that thing I, I i i don't know how many games it's been that i've, I've watched that thing i still giggle yeah and, and, and start to, to voice voice along with it yeah the creativity they had was is is amazing it, some of the movie skits and yeah. all that it's just like you know it gets you even as a player a timeout you're watching to see what they come up with next yeah B baby yoda yeah. uh, uh I'm, I'm right in there uh we are going to take one more break but when we come back uh some some thoughts some final keys uh observations from derek uh, going into this game seven this uh history-making night uh, at T-Mobile Arena with a Game 7 on the Las Vegas Strip and an opportunity to celebrate a series-clinching game on home ice for the first time. Uh, there's not much at stake at all uh, on this one. It's a VGK uh, nighttime at noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to nighttime at noon on your home for the Vegas Golden Knights, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Maybe then, yeah. Nighttime at noon uh, from Studio 31. The, the the commercial break conversation carries over to the on-air conversation. Angela, you're like this is this is great. You you've you've started your radio career today uh, with us. Your first time on the air, and now now you're just talking away. My radio this, my radio debut. How is it? With you guys, it's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Angela with us, uh, Derek England, Darren Millard, uh, Jared Justice uh, back in uh, the control studio. Uh, we have any more questions? Uh, yeah, uh, last one for Derek. How often did you wake up with bumps and bruises after a game? Uh, never anymore. Um, I just get a watch now, so my body feels great. But uh, <laughs> um, no, every every game, you know, as a physical penalty killing defenseman if you didn't wake up with bumps and bruises it probably wasn't a good game for you so um more more or less every single game how many surgeries did you have just one just one yeah that's my, pretty my cool my wrist i made it through the season and then i uh, just had to get the tfcc tear uh sewed up a couple spots wow that's pretty amazing for the number of games that you played uh over the course of, of your career professional uh that's you got off pretty good. And, yeah. and how's the body now? Feels great. Never better. The hip. My hip's all messed up, but uh, <laughs> it feels good because I'm not skating. When I'll, I'll get out on the ice and skate a few times, and it starts tightening up a little bit. But, uh, you know, eventually I'll probably have to get my joint uh, shaved down a little bit, I think. Mm. 
so we have Game 7 tonight against the Minnesota Wild. Uh, one thought on how to stop or what, you ha what the Golden Knights have to do from a Minnesota Wild angle, and then a thought on the Golden Knights themselves and worrying about their, their own game. So let's, uh, let's look at uh, just uh, being able to defend the Minnesota Wild and how to keep them at bay. What, uh, what jumps out at you? Uh, I think you got that top line, Zuccarello, I don't know how to pronounce Kaprizov. Kaprizov, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, keep limiting their time and space, um, play them physical, and, and make it hard on those guys. Um, you know, as you go to their second line, or I don't know if it's the second line or whatever, but, uh, you know, Greenway, Felino, play hard on them. That's playing their style. That's what they want. And But those top-end uh, skill guys, they don't want it. They want an easy night so they can uh, – you know, do their thing, but uh, keep making it hard on them. Uh, Kaprizov's never played in a Stanley Cup playoff series before, so this is going to be his first game, and he's uh, he's been really um, uh, uh, initiated into this uh, process. Uh, the Golden Knights will play their third Game 7 in three years. Uh, fell in San Jose and won last year in the bubble, but this one is very different uh, because it's on home ice uh, with the crowd behind them. The Golden Knights worrying about their own game. What it goes into that. I think coming out fast, uh, not turn the puck over, and then they got to get to the net. They got to make it uncomfortable for Talbot. Um, I think it's at times too easy for them. I think they, you know, traffic, you know, they're, they're doing the same thing to Flower. You know, you run into a hot goalie, you got to make it uh, tough on them. So uh, I think that'll be a huge key. Do you think the players are more aware after a couple of goals have been called back? Uh, because of uh, goalie interference, are you more aware of that in a game seven situation? Yeah, but it's not a, not even just that. It's you know little things. You know, I'd coach back in the day. I won't name, but he'd always have spear the goalie on the not bad or anything like not hurt <laughs> yeah. the guy, but Bother. you know he covers the puck, give him a little poke, and you know just get in their head a little bit. When you run into a good goalie, you gotta you know maybe and, and you you see it last game. You know, obviously they're in front of Flower all night long and. He gets up and gives guys shot in the head. You know, he's they're making it hard on him. So I think you got to make it hard on Talbot or harder anyways. So a scrum around the, the Minnesota net would be a great thing, a, a sign that the players are getting to the net. I think so, yeah. You, you know, if, if the whistle's going and no one's in front of him, there's no scrums. You know, you stand there, someone's going to come as a D-man. I don't want anyone standing in, in my crease in front of my goalie. I'm going to go give him a shot, you know. You're creating that that uh tension in front of the net and they're doing it in front of ours and i think we need to do it uh in front of theirs and you know it's it's little things you play against guys like you know i don't know cory perry say for mm -hmm. instance uh, you know he's standing in front of the net he's not moving you got to move him out of the front of the net even after the whistle mm -hmm. he's going to stand there and if you cross check he might fall on your goalie to you know accident just fall on him you know make yeah. it make it uh an annoying thing you know it's you're not hurting anyone but it's you know who, you don't want to be falling on uh, you don't you don't want to cross check the guy and make him fall into your goalie it's you know complete not the point but uh those guys are trying to do that so it's a fine line i guess you could, could say uh perry's one of the only players i've ever witnessed that could just stand there not say a word uh not uh, not make any action and still draw a crowd and have people so upset with him every time and he doesn't do anything he just no. stands there he just <laughs> just stands in front just, and just being him makes guys come and give him shots and get him out of there you know it's it's frustrating uh so you'll be you'll be in the rink tonight oh definitely definitely be watching uh 
any type of gut feeling, vibe. I, I think they win tonight, and uh, I'm not just saying 100, that. 100%. I think that – well, no, I can't say 100%, but I, I, I do. I have a good feeling. Uh, you know, I think goaltending has been phenomenal. They're just – same as Vancouver. They're just waiting for that. They just need that bounce. Get that one, one and they'll and come. Cool. Yeah. Uh, start it with a party. First game seven on the strip, end it with a party by clinching on home ice for the first time ever. Thanks to Derek England. That's been a lot of fun. Appreciate it. Uh, we'll be back with the BGK Insider Show at 4 o'clock at Fox Sports, Las Vegas.